Second down field, scans downfield, fires to the end zone, it's intercepted, picked off by Nolan Turner, and the Tigers are not going to be dethroned tonight. They'll punch their ticket to New Orleans. This is the Locked On Clemson podcast. Matt Smith here with you. Will Merritt, a little under the weather, but we'll get back with Will before the championship game because we've got to get our all-star lineup rolling again. I hope you enjoyed Danny Ford on the last episode of the Locked On Clemson podcast. Such a great interview from the first national championship winning coach in Clemson history. That big win back in 19, at the end of the 1981 season, January 1st, 1982, Tigers over Huskers. Big day in Clemson football history. They might be having a big day coming up January 13th, just a couple days away, Monday night in New Orleans. Speaking of which, if you want to send off your Clemson Tigers, if you want to see off Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Isaiah Simmons, and the the group, all you have to do is be at the Jervy lot outside the Clemson practice facility, 115 on Friday. Probably want to get there a little bit earlier, and you can see the Tigers off joining the assembled masses there at the Jervy lot. And of course, Clemson's going to drive over to GSP, the unofficial airport of the Clemson Tigers, and they'll take off from there and head down to the Big Easy, where LSU and its fans are waiting for Monday night. That's going to be so much fun. Tell you what we're going to do on today's program as part of our preview for LSU and Clemson, and that is talk a little bit about who's got more talent, and I thought, who can help us with that? If you put you set aside the competition that Clemson has played this season, and you just say, but let's look at Clemson just as a roster. Tell me about the talent on this team. And you do the same thing for LSU. Well, who's got a keen eye? Who can do that? Scott Wright, NFLDraftCountdown.com, watches college football in a very different way. He watches it based on who has potential as prospects to be NFL stars. Now, that's not always going to give you the answer for who's going to win a college football game because, as we know, plenty of times a team has a lot of NFL talent and can't seem to get over the hump. See Miami Hurricanes any time in the past decade. But I want to compare with Scott the matchup advantages and disadvantages for LSU and Clemson. And we're going to do that in just a few minutes. I think I find that terribly interesting. Something else I found very interesting that I ran across, TigerNet.com posted a terrific story. So go to TigerNet.com. It's still up there right now. And it's breaking down LSU and Clemson statistically, but not just your run-of-the-mill stats that you can find yards per carry or third down percentage. No, really do digging deep into some things. And I found these gems to be the most interesting at TigerNet.com. Joe Burrow, in the first quarter this season, has been a hot starter. Now, this is something Clemson's defense struggled with a little bit uh, against Ohio State. They needed to find themselves. Then it was all about the adjustments, second quarter adjustments, then the halftime adjustments. Clemson obviously able to do what they had to do. 
but you don't want to find yourself up against the wall against LSU, down double, double digits the way the Tigers were against Ohio State. You can't have a bad first and second round against a team like LSU. You may not recover. You won't be able to come up for air. Well, Joe Burrow this season has been burying teams in the first half and the first quarter specifically. Joe Burrow's first quarter numbers completing 82.8% of his passes, 17 touchdowns to two interceptions. So Burrow gets off to good starts. Clemson won't have time to make adjustments. That's something we've got to put that in your mind. We'll talk about that again uh, right before the game here on the Locked on Clemson podcast. But you also have to question, has Joe Burrow seen the defense as good as Clemson's? Don't forget, Brent Venable's unit led the nation in pass efficiency defense. Now, we do know that Joe Burrow played some pretty good teams in Florida, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama. The other two, would, uh, I guess you would consider elite pass defenses, at least statistically, that landed in the top 20. They didn't do a lot to slow down Joe Burrow and those weapons on the outside, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. In the games against Georgia and Alabama, Burrow's averaged 371 yards passing, seven touchdowns, and didn't throw a single interception. So perhaps against the best of the competition, Competition. That's when Burrow was at his best. Can he duplicate that against Clemson on Monday? In our last episode, we talked about the betters in Las Vegas backing LSU, pushing the line up to six. Now the computer projections are out. And frankly, they're all over the map. I'm surprised. I thought, just like Vegas, the computer projections were going to like LSU over Clemson. Well, not all of them. ESPN's FPI and the FEI both like Clemson. Now, team rankings and number fire, they like LSU by six and five, respectively, hovering right there around the Vegas number. Sandwiched in there among all that is the S&P Plus from Bill Connolly that likes LSU by less than a field goal. So the answer, it's like the X-Files. The answer is out there. The answer is in there somewhere. We'll find out who called this one right on Monday night. We'll take our first break here on the Locked on Clemson podcast. And when we come back, we'll have Scott Wright with us, NFLDraftCountdown.com. He'll tell us which of these two quarterbacks ranks alongside Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck as one of the all-time great NFL prospects. We'll do that next. Your team every day, the Locked On Clemson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's our 29th win in a row. We scored 29 points. They didn't do anything tonight that I didn't already know. Unbelievable character and heart and a will to win. And that's the one thing I told them is they can prepare for what we do, but not who we are. Our heart would win out in the end. 94-yard drive to win it. We got to stop right there. And let me just tell you, Ohio State was amazing. What an amazing team, an amazing challenge. But this football team tonight showed what the heart of a champion looks like. To win 29 in a row, you got to have something to you. This is the Locked On Clemson podcast, and we have got Scott Wright from NFLDraftCountdown.com with us. This will be fun to have uh, Scott join us now. Scott, how are you, man? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me. This is a fun game for you, LSU and Clemson. I would imagine sometimes the Idaho Potato Bowl comes on and there's not a lot for you to look at. In this game, 
your website, NFLDraftCountdown.com, which includes a mock draft and player rankings. Everywhere you look with LSU and Clemson in these units, there's somebody for you to talk about and really hone in on. So am I right? Are you excited about this? And is there as much NFL talent out there as I'm making it out to be? You're absolutely correct. This is a, an NFL draft prospect evaluator's dream. As you <laughs> said, there's there's some bowl games where, you know, there's maybe three, four guys to watch this game. Literally both sides, every position. Uh, they're just packed full of future NFL players, not only in this upcoming class, but the year after and the year after. So uh, this is one of those games that, that people who evaluate prospects are going to watch and rewatch and rewatch many times. Well, I'll, spoiler alert for everybody that's going to your website, NFLDraftCountdown.com, but Joe Burrow is number one on your mock draft and number one on a lot of boards. Now, I look, I've seen what Joe Burrow has done. I, but I have, you know, kind of one lingering question, as impressive as he has been. And my question would be about Joe Burrow. Is he truly a transcendent talent, or is he just a really, really, really good player that clicked with Joe Brady's system and is having a Rich Gannon moment? Like Rich Gannon won the MVP, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. So is Joe Burrow a really good player playing great, or did it just take Joe Brady to kind of unlock the potential in Joe Burrow that's always been there? I think Joe Burrow is the real deal. And I was hesitant at first. You know, I, when everybody was jumping on the bandwagon, I was like, just wait. Let's see a few more games here. Let's see him against the better competition, the SEC. Uh, I, I want to see him really prove it. And, and he proved it. Uh, he, he is the absolutely the real deal. Now, is he the most physically talented guy? No, absolutely not. He's adequate across the board when you're talking about the size and the arm strength and the athleticism, things of that nature. But, I mean, if all it took was a strong arm to be a great NFL player, Jamarcus Russell would be in the Hall of Fame, right? So there's just so much more that comes with being a successful quarterback in the NFL, and that's where Joe Burrow shines, the intangibles. Uh, It just has that true X factor. He's the proverbial leader of men, uh, ice in his veins. Uh, so it, that's what really puts him over the top. And there's going to be more physically talented quarterbacks in this class, but he's going to be the best quarterback. And I'm not saying he's Tom Brady or anything, but Tom Brady's not the most physically talented guy either. Peyton Manning wasn't. It, it's those intangibles, the, the leadership, the work ethic, uh, and, and the, the, like I said, that X factor that, that, that make the great ones great. And Joe Burrow seems to have all of those. And that's that's why he's going to be the number one overall pick to the Cincinnati Bengals, something, barring something really unforeseen. Well, I've got all these questions swirling through my head, but I can't leave this because I kind of have to skip to one, and it's this. Clemson fans are going to want to know, will he play great against Clemson? So I guess my question would be this. One of the things I've brought up on previous episodes is I think an issue for Clemson could be, in, in matchup-wise, all the talent – talented pass catchers that LSU has, including Thaddeus Moss at tight end. And those are tough matchups for Tanner Muse and Kavon Wallace and the, the safeties and linebackers of Clemson. So you looking at it from the eye of a, you know, as, as everybody is prospects, am I right about that? Or do you think that Clemson has enough talent in that back seven to handle LSU's receivers? Clemson definitely has plenty of talent in the back seven. You mentioned some of the names, Kayvon Wallace and other guys can be at the senior bowl. Isaiah Simmons, who's really just that jack of all trades. He's a safety, he's a linebacker, he's an edge pass rusher. 
has a good chance to go in the top 10 overall if he uh, declares for the draft, as we all assume. So Clemson, there's no shortage of talent. But at the same time, Joe Burrow has gotten it done against a lot of talented defense over the course of the season. Uh, you look at Auburn, you look at Alabama, uh, Georgia, uh, recently against Oklahoma. Obviously, Oklahoma's defense isn't great, but they've got some talent back there, too. So uh, to me, and that during the season, that was one of the things I wanted to wait till, till Joe Burrow got into that SEC schedule to see if he could keep up what he was doing. It's one thing to do it against Georgia Southern and Vanderbilt and U.S. and Utah State, but it's another to do it against Bama and Auburn and those types. And and he got it done. So so Clemson, they're, they're a talented defense, but they're not necessarily even the most talented defense he's played this year. So I don't foresee that being an issue. I think Joe Burrow is going to get his. And uh, it, it, I think it's going to kind of be more of a shootout game. I don't think you're going to see a lot of defensive stops. I think it's going to be – uh, who can score the most points. Yeah, and I, I would agree with that. That total is 69 and a half, 70 points out there in Vegas, and I, I think that's pretty accurate. They could blow past that total uh, with these two offenses. And one of those players that could help do that is Travis Etienne, uh, running back for Clemson. I know he hasn't declared, but I think we all think that he's going to take off and go to the draft. But the running back position not valued the way it was in the draft in the NFL that was pre as it was previously. So tell me about Travis Etienne, an absolute juggernaut at the college level. How does he project? Yeah, and he's going to be one of the top running backs in this class. And the senior crop is not great. So once again, it's going to be dominated by underclassmen. And and I think in that very top tier, you have kind of three guys right now who are kind of going to be jockeying for position. Uh, DeAndre Swift from Georgia, J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State, and maybe Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. But then I think you can make a case for ETN maybe being at the very top of that next tier. So it reminds me a little bit of a Dalvin Cook type of player. Really good all-around player, can run, can catch out of the backfield. Doesn't have great size, but a big play threat. is a threat to take it the distance from any point on the field. So he's going to be one of those running backs. He might not be the first or second guy off the board, but if he goes into the right situation, he could end up being as good as anyone. So I'm always a proponent in the NFL draft on waiting for running backs. I just feel you can get value later. You don't need to invest that first-round pick on one. And he's a guy, if I was looking for a running back, he's one of the guys I'd be targeting in that second-round range. Lawrence took a peek downfield, had a lot of room, that breaks the tackle, and is still running. Lawrence in a foot race. Will they catch him? Touchdown, Tigers! Wow! A game-changing play. You're listening to the Locked On Clemson podcast. Matt Smith here with you. Will Merritt will join us again tomorrow, and we'll get some more of Will's old teammates and connections involved before Clemson kicks off with LSU Monday night in New Orleans. Right now, we're going to get back to Scott Wright, NFLDraftCountdown.com, because we've got to explore what he thinks about Trevor Lawrence, not just the prospect, but Trevor Lawrence, the player, how he'll perform on Monday night against LSU. Trevor Lawrence is a pretty special prospect. Uh, to, to this point, Andrew Luck has been the best quarterback prospect I've ever seen, and, and Trevor Lawrence has a chance to challenge him. Uh, ever since last year, he's been the presumed number one pick in the 2021 NFL draft, and he's done nothing to dissuade that notion. Uh, if anything, he's he, he's just confirmed it. So um, he's still the heavy favorite to be the number one overall pick from a year from now and, and the true franchise quarterback. And you heard everybody this year talk tanking for Tua. Well, if they're, if they're willing to tank for Tua, 
they're really going to be willing to tank for Trevor Lawrence because he is a generational prospect at the position and the type of guy who can turn around the fortunes of whatever franchise he ends he ends up with for for many many years to come. So uh, the the two best quarterback prospects I've seen are Andrew Luck one, Peyton Manning, number two. And, and I think Trevor Lawrence has a chance to be right up there with those guys. So uh, I think that's saying a lot. Where would he go if he were draft el- eligible this season? Oh, he'd be the number one pick. There, there's no question. Uh, he, he's that special of a prospect. And and even next year, the Justin Fields from Ohio State could be in that class, who's a heck of a player too, and might be the number two overall pick. So we might have a couple of outstanding signal callers a year from now. So this is going to be a pretty good two-year run at that position. It's a good time to, to restock the NFL with those signal callers as, as Tom Brady and Drew Brees and guys like that are getting up there in years. Uh, we've got some good talent in, uh, in the pipeline, not only this year, but, but definitely next year as well. All right, what about the matchup from the other side? Because Clemson, as you said, in a shootout, Clemson's offense, they can be explosive. T. Higgins, Justin Ross, Travis Etienne, Amari Rogers, all of those weapons for Trevor Lawrence. So tell me about LSU's kind of their defensive backs, because their defense hasn't been great all season. They've had some injuries, and they had to piece things together there in the middle until they finally got healthy toward the end of the year and have been playing better. But tell me about those guys, you know, the talent with, with Grant Delpit and, and Christian Fulton and others for LSU and how they match up against Clemson's wide receiving core. Well, yeah, it's, it's we've been talking so much about LSU's offense and all the points they've scored, but until just this year, they've been known for defense and, and always having one of the most talented defenses in the – in the college game. And, and this year is no exception. It's just the offense has finally caught up with them and taken and stolen kind of some of their thunder, but uh, they're still loaded on defense. And you mentioned some of the names, uh, certainly Grant Delpit from uh, the safety didn't have a great season, even though he won the Thorpe award uh, was a little bit disappointing, but he's still the favorite to be the first safety off the board, probably somewhere in the top half of the first round. Uh, the cornerback Christian Fulton uh, has a chance to be maybe the second or third cover guy off the board at, at his position. Uh, he'll be at the Senior Bowl. Looking forward to seeing him in a couple of weeks. Uh, and another guy to watch out for from the underclassmen ranks too is uh, Kalevon Chasen. Uh, he's an edge pass rusher. He's kind of that defensive end, outside linebacker hybrid, but just explosive speed off the edge. And he has a chance to be a first-round pick. But just about every position we can go across the board. And, and LSU has talent there. So uh, they're, they're going to match up really well. We talked about the talent Clemson has, but I think LSU probably has a little bit more talent on defense even. Uh, uh, if, if you're an NFL team and you're looking for defensive help, LSU is annually one of the first films you put on because uh, whether it's pass rushers, cover guys, uh, they really always uh, have it all. And this year's no exception. Watching football the way you do, it must be fascinating year in and year out. Like, I'll give you an example. Maybe the Miami Hurricanes, who continuously turn out NFL talent, but they don't put it together on the field and might have a 6-7 and seven campaign and get shut out by Louisiana Tech. So if you look at a team like LSU and you saw them give up some points throughout the season, but you know what kind of talent they have, I guess the question is, as you're looking at this matchup coming up Monday night, is there concern? You know, if you were a Clemson fan, would you feel confident that your team could score on LSU's defense? Because even though they've got all that talent, something's not dialed in with those guys. Or can we just chalk it up to the injuries throughout the year? Yeah, no question. Even though they have all that talent, uh, that doesn't necessarily guarantee they're going to perform. I think back to when LSU had Daniel Hunter, who's now one of the best pass rushers in the NFL for the Minnesota Vikings, racking up sacks at a historic pace. His last year in college at LSU, he had one sack. 
And the reason he got drafted as early as he did, I believe it was in the third round, was just based on that potential and the physical tools. So uh, he's a guy who didn't necessarily put it all together at LSU, even though he had all that talent. And I mentioned Grant Delpit, a very talented player, but he's missed some tackles this year, hasn't had the year everyone's expected. So, so no question, uh, they're, they're not unbeatable by any stretch of the imagination, and they're capable of playing below their talent level. But I think when you, you match them up prospect to prospect at each position, they probably rank a little higher than Clemson. But it's not a dramatic difference. It's, it's not a David versus Goliath situation by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, and I was going to ask you that question, Scott, and I think you just answered it. So you would say LSU maybe has slightly more NFL talent that we'll see on Monday night than Clemson does. Again, not saying they're a better team, but you think LSU maybe just a little bit ahead, like draftable talent. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one other guy, too, he's not draft eligible for a couple more years. He's only a true freshman this year, but for LSU, Derek Stingley, the cornerback. This guy is a shutdown cornerback prospect. He's looking like top three to five overall pick when he's draft eligible in 2022. So uh, if you want to keep a guy, uh, keep an eye on a guy for the, the distant future, uh, watch Derek Stingley. He was maybe as good as any freshman in the country this year at any position. We haven't talked much about the line play for LSU and Clemson, but John Simpson was an All-American at Clemson and a guard. Now, I know guards rarely go in the first round, and John probably won't either, but just your thoughts maybe on a couple of things. Why Clemson hasn't churned out a lot of uh, NFL offensive linemen, at least early round talent, even though they continually have good offensive lines that do the job. Uh, and then what you think maybe of John Simpson and, and where he'll land. Yeah, and that's kind of interesting, too, because Clemson's had so much talent in recent years, but they haven't really produced a lot of pro offensive linemen. They've had some big-name guys who had a lot of college accolades, but it just hasn't necessarily translated to the next level. But John Simpson's going to be one of the exceptions. Uh, he, he is one of the top offensive guards for this class, and uh, as you said, true offensive guards usually don't go really early, and uh, he's probably going to be more of a, a day-two guy, I think a second- or third-round pick, but uh, once I incorporate underclass into the rankings, he'll probably be my second or third ranked offensive guard for this class. Uh, and then another interesting guy, too, is Tremaine Ankrum, uh, who plays right tackle for Clemson. He's probably going to kick inside to guard at the next level because he doesn't have that ideal length you look for. He's a little under 6'2 with shorter arms, but uh, he's probably going to be more of a day three pick. And worst case, I think you're getting a swing offensive lineman there who can, who can help you back up a couple of different positions. Uh, and then Sean Paul of the center as well also has a, a chance to be drafted. So so this, this is one of the better Clemson offensive lines from a pro prospect perspective than they've had in a while. All right. Well, let me put it to you, uh, Scott. I know you watch football differently than most people do, but you know LSU, you know Clemson, and you must have watched a ton of film on these two throughout the year. So maybe give me one matchup that you don't think the national media is talking about enough and who wins on Monday night. Boy, that, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, I, I really think the, the X factor in this game for Clemson might be Isaiah Simmons just because he's that 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 uh, jack of all trades back there. They can do so much with him, and he's a guy that LSU has to account for. And in one play, he might be lining up at safety. The next, he might be a linebacker. The next, he might be a cornerback covering a wide receiver in the slot. There's just so much you can do with such a unique talent like that. And uh, with, with all the, the firepower, especially a wide receiver that LSU has on offense, I think he could be an X factor for Clemson. So, so that's one I'm definitely looking forward to watching from a pro prospect perspective. 
and, and then it's just it's going to be the quarterbacks, though. I mean, it might come down to whichever quarterback plays the best. We talked about earlier how I think this is going to be a shootout, who's going to score the most points, and Joe Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence. We might be talking about the number one overall picks. We probably are talking about the number one overall picks in the next two NFL drafts going head-to-head, and uh, it, it might really come down to that, and it, it's going to be a, a matchup for the ages.